All right, guys, welcome to the Investor's Guide of Memphis Real Estate. I'm your host, Dean Harris. As always, I'm with Douglas Skipworth. Douglas, how are you? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Great, great. We're bringing you this podcast to give you the boots on the ground experience to be a successful real estate investor here in Memphis. Please like and subscribe to the Investor's Guide of Real Estate page on YouTube. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, uh, but like and click and all the other things they want you to do on those pages. Show sponsors are listed on your screen below. We would not be able to do this without their support. We uh, really appreciate all of those partners of ours on this show. So um, be sure to check those out on the bottom. Zoom calls. I do a Zoom call every Thursday at 2 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Uh, be sure to email me if you want to get on that Zoom call. I just basically answer questions for clients, anything you guys have uh, that you want to talk about. We can do that during that time. I am a buyer's agent and a seller listing agent. So if you have any kind of investment property you want to buy, you need to sell here in Memphis, reach out to me and I'll be happy to give you a free evaluation on there. Our newest segment, I did it last week and I really, or last podcast and I yeah. really loved it. It's deal of the week. So I'm going to give you another deal of the week this week. Uh, Burr strategy properties have been extremely relevant and popular yes. right now in our market. I have got, uh, no kidding, about 75 or 80 of them listed. Mm. Some are better than others, but um, I've got a lot of those opportunities right now. And I'm going to give you one for deal of the week. 3234 Haraway Drive. That's in 38118. Mm -hmm. It's a three-bedroom, one-bath. It's got 1,185 square feet. Uh, they're asking 95000 for it. Taxes on that property are $973.14 annually. ARV is going to float around 150 to 165. So if I can get you some exact comps, I didn't pull comps and want to give that in case someone listens to this later and it's not the same valuation because of uh, trends in that gotcha. community. So if whenever you hear this, if you want to reach out about 3234 Haraway, our deal of the week, Dean at Crestcore.com and I can help you with that one. All right. Today's show, why cash, lines of credit, and hard money are so relevant mm. and so important right now in our business. Yeah. I, I, the, uh, the obvious answer is the interest rate is sky high. Yes. Um, but even when the interest rate were low, was low or lower, all of these three things were relevant tools. Yeah. They're just now more important and more necessary to yeah. get deals done. You can get into a deal with cash or, or, or a line of credit, a lower interest rate than normal for the line of credit typically, Hard money is a higher interest rate, but it's that tool that you can use. I've used yeah. it 20 sometimes. So right. all three of these are methods that you can buy houses now. You can buy 3234 Haraway this way. This is a Burr yes. property. Yep. Um, this is, um, you know, the most popular, I guess, and, and, and the, the best way to buy right now. So yeah. uh, let's dive into that just for a second. Yeah, With the rate as high as it is, it's tough to pencil out a rental property on a long-term deal. I can't tell you how many houses that I used to send out. And some of you are listening to this, you know, the houses that I used to send out, I mean, we'd send out 20 a day. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, and yeah. they were all fairly good options, right? Yeah, like you, you could buy them all. Now I think, you know, we're sending out about four to five, two or three of those are good options. The other two are just houses in certain areas that if, you know, maybe yeah. you like that area right. or you want that area, that that's, that's kind of the deal. So the rate is is really punctured that process yes. as far as me sending them out. And it has shifted over to listings. I've got more listings right now than I've had in four years. So yeah. all saying all that to say, the cash part is super important and, and those ways of buying are super important. Right yeah, now. and I was going to say, I mean, if you want to sum it up, even though line of credit and hard money are borrowing, uh, 
it's cash is king. Yeah. Right. Cash is king. And whether you're a cash buyer, whether you're a line of credit buyer, whether you're a hard money buyer, that that's a cash offer you're looking to make. Yeah. Um, that's going to be competitive. And then we'll, we'll get more into that. But I think what you're kind of, so that, so that to me is why this is so relevant and why yeah. it stays relevant because cash is king. I mean, that yeah. I remember hearing that when I was a little kid. Cash Absolutely. is king. It and always has been. That, it always has been, you know? Yeah. And so, um, and cash flow is king, but cash is king. So, I think part of what we're talking about here in this first point is, is that you date the rate, you know, and you marry the property. Yeah. So even though rates are a little high right now, if you get in with one of these options, then you just date the rate That's and right. you move on to something else. Right. Most sellers of these investment properties are looking, even in a good market, are looking for cash or line of credit or some kind of hard money. It's a it, even in a good market, right? Yes. They don't want to wait on a loan. There's so much that can go wrong. They take the market off the property off the market. Now, your residential buyers and sellers, sellers I should say, are totally accustomed to a loan. Yes. They're fine with waiting 30 and 40 days to close because in that circumstance, most of those buyers stay approved and follow through, right? And, and not to mention, yes, not to mention the seller is usually on another transaction, a buyer getting a loan themselves. And they have to wait the they 30 to, and 40 so days. So, so everyone's time, kind of... Doing the same dance. So, you know, right. it's all the same. But with an investment deal, there's a lot of different things going on. Yes. Maybe they're in trouble financially and they need to sell right away. So cash is Get only the option. Quick. The house is typically not going to be an owner-occupant condition. That's right. So and an and FHA, FHA loan is not going to work on an investment deal typically ever. I mean, maybe a brand new turnkey one, but right. typically ever an yeah. FHA loan is yeah. not going to work. So when you go to conventional, you still have an appraisal and a, and a license. You have to get an inspection. An inspection. Yeah. You can't just send your GC out there. So when a seller's looking at a loan, he knows that his house is not in excellent condition. And you're going to send an appraiser and a licensed inspector out there, and they're going to pick that thing apart. They're going to wear that thing out, right? Yeah, yes. And yes. then they're going to hand you a they're going to hand you a uh, inspection repair, report, a report, a repair and, report that's half a mile long, and you're right. not forget it. Forget so, it. as a seller of an investment deal, cash, line of credit, hard money that can they can avoid the traditional appraisal is going to appeal to them way more as a seller, as, as a, a seller, as a seller, that's going to appeal to the seller. So as a buyer cash is the way to go because it, it eliminates a lot of the contingencies It eliminates the wait time, the yeah. uncertainty from a seller's perspective. Yeah. The seller knows, Hey, they've got cash. They're going to be able to close. That's right. All right. So another way passing it down to cash again, if you're buying with cash and you don't have unlimited amounts of cash, you can always leverage it out later. Yes. So that's right. So the way no, I look I mean, at that's this, a great point. Right. Absolutely. So let's say you have 500,000, a lot of money, but most of my investors are swimming in that pool. So let's yeah. say you've got $500,000 in cash and you don't want to have it sit here for forever. Well, let's go buy a few rental homes with that money. Start collecting some interest. I mean, some payments, some rental, get a return started. And then when you see that rate tick back down in the next probably 18 months to two years, Let's refinance that and get 80% of your money back out of there. Start it over again. Do it again. I mean, not to mention that the 80% might have, with some appreciation, you might be able to get all your money back out. Man, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So you've financed 100%. You, you're back to normal. You're back Let's to Let's restart you that. Let's say you've got five. I love that. Let's yeah. say you start with 500000 in cash. Let's go buy three homes for one fifty. Okay. 
Let's leave a few thousand in the bank account yep, for yep. a rainy day. Yep. Maybe we got a little painting to do. Let's get some houses yep. in good shape. Let's say they're renting for fourteen to fifteen hundred. Okay. All right. Now you're collecting that forty three to forty five hundred dollars a month in rent. Okay. We'll do that for a year or two, and looks like you're going to net thirty grand, maybe twenty eight yeah. grand on there. I don't know what the math is on there, but that's seven or eight percent, I think. So yeah. that's not a bad return for some cash that you have sitting around that can't get that in the bank. Well, now we're here in 2024 and 25. I love yeah, this. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. I look to 2024 and 25, maybe, and you're looking to refinance and capture that cash again. The rate's going to be lower. We told you last podcast that as soon as the rate ticks down, the prices and the values are going to go up again. Yeah. So the, your, to your point, yeah, you might even be able to get 100% of your money back if the houses have valued up to 20% more, which in a two-year time frame, that seems like a lot. Maybe that won't be all there, but you might not have to leave all of it there. That's right. So, so yeah, you could be able to get reason. some of that out and you have the bank will be happy. You'll be happy. It's a, it's a good, it's a good point that you can leverage back out the cash or the hard money or the line of credit. That's right. Easy. So we're giving you some ideas on ways to buy right now. Like, you know, there's not a, there's not a hundred of them. <laughs> there's only a few ways right, to right. buy, right. Uh, especially right now. So, you know, you might be listening and you say, well, how do I, how do I do that? You know, how do I get a line of credit? How do I obtain a hard money loan? Yeah. I'm going to discuss line of credit and then I'm going to let you discuss the hard money. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're in that arena more. So sure. the line of credit, a lot of people say, where do you get that? How do you use that? Because that is how I have scaled. Yes. Personally. Same. Um, the first few years I, I was buying rental properties, I did not make the money that I'm making now. That was earlier on in my career. I wasn't able just to walk into the bank and strut in there and get a loan. I really still can't do that. But <laughs> so, so then it was like, hey, I, I need to start and try this system and start to work it and see what happens. Well, as I went on, they could see how I was scaling. And then I began to say, all right, I need to get a line of credit instead of hard money, instead of this. Yeah. I graduated from right. that. So I was into the teens and 20s for my rental count. And yep. I said, all right, I need to start to be able to scale. I don't have $50 million to back me up to go buy these, right? So I started to get, I said, I got to get a line of credit. So mm -hmm. how do you obtain a line of credit might be the biggest question. There's a couple different ways. Your yep. home, your personal home, yep. you might have a ton of equity in your personal home. Um, you, you know, you can go and obtain a line of credit on your home. You can yes. use that here, repay that back just like you had there. The interest rate's going to be a little higher than maybe in some other areas, but you can still use that line of credit on your home. Yes. You guys are listening in California. A lot of you have got equity. That's the biggest play out, out West. You're going to have some equity in your home. Maybe it's time to go to your local bank and figure out if you can use it. That's how, I mean, that's 100% how I started. Using your, mm -hmm. using your personal, home. yeah. Had a mortgage paid that mortgage down a little bit while the house was appreciating. So the yep. equity started here and the, as the mortgage went down and the appreciation went up, the equity built up. Yeah. Then I went to the bank and asked for a home equity line of credit. Yeah. And, and they said, sure. And then you went and bought houses with it, rehab them, bird refinance them, bird it right them, out of there. And just refinance, use the line to buy the house and fix it up, then take it to the bank and put it on a long-term note, pay back the line of credit and you're starting over and you just keep doing that repeat 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 yes all right so the second way you can get a line of credit is the way that i did it i, okay. walked, I had a, a few houses i think i had 12 or 13 at the time 14 maybe i don't know and i went into the bank and i said hey here's my strategy and i went i won't have to do this now but i went through the whole burr i went through the entire process of what i'm going to do and how i'm going to do it and he looked at me at the end and he said i 
that sounds like a great idea. This banker hadn't specifically heard about the, the Burr property, right? So he went in and I said, this is how what I'm going to do. Uh, he said, Dean, we can start you out with $150,000 line of credit. He goes, can that get you started? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I was like, of course. And he goes, once you, you know, show what you're doing and prove what you're doing, we'll take that line of credit and we'll increase it and just see how you go. I've worked that up to triple that, quadruple yes. that. But I've turned that money over for them 30 something times. Right. So they have seen me yeah, perform that burr so and they've increased that line of credit every time. No real credit checks. You know, they don't they've already have all my information. So it's not like they had to go through this re, you know, evaluation process again. They had seen my strategy. And as long as I stay with that, they continue to grow with me. And you can do this. You don't, you know, don't call me and say, hey, Dean, you know, what bank is that? I want to use that bank. It's a local bank. I have my checking account there. We right. bank yeah. there. Yeah. So they're not really a, a broadcast for banking, investment banking business. You can use your local bank at home. Absolutely. Go to your local yeah. bank at home that they yeah. see your transactions. You have a history with them. Ask them for a line of credit. You're going to buy real estate with it. Come here and buy it. Then we'll get a local bank to refinance it in. Ten times easier than me going to a bank saying, hey, will you loan money to somebody in California? Yeah. Or versus... Hey, I have someone that has an investment home. They own it outright. They'd like to refinance it. Would you be interested in doing that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So those to me are the two ways that, or, or the way that, that, that you can get the line of credit to use it. We, you know, you can also, uh, if you have a friend or family member that is sitting on some cash that wants to earn some interest in it, you can share this with them and they can also front that money for you. I, I know people that are doing that right now. So sweet. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk a couple more. Come on. What else okay. you got? So one of the first investment deals I did, it was a heck of a deal, mm -hmm. but it need, it was a burr. It needed a lot of work, mm -hmm. but because there was so much equity in there. So, so, so the scenario we just put, replayed, put, put, put up some, a little cash yeah, and then put up a little more cash to fix it up. Yep. So I bought it with cash and fixed it with cash. But the appraised value was such that the LT, the loan to value mm -hmm. that was going to be less than 50%. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and so in that scenario, rather than go get a loan and get the cash, you know, you could get an 80% loan and get take cash out, but you're like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Why don't I get the, a loan? Uh, you know, why don't I just get a line of credit on the whole property? And the initial is a draw on the property so I can pay that off quicker. Okay. And so then I had a house that served as a line of credit. Man. So it's a little, maybe, maybe that's it's 201 instead of 101. That is 201, so, but that, that's awesome. It's but then the I had a house and then you pay, that, you, you, you pay that, that line down so you have a line. Also, as you bank and make relationships, and, and I think what you, your point was gold, and that is as you build relationships with bankers, yes, and you you in that relationship means a business relationship. You bank with them; they yeah. get to know you. They, we, I have had unsecured lines of credit. I before. have one now. Yeah, where then you can go in and start that work and that's a little maybe a little bit more like what you were talking about where you can go in and they'll they'll cap you at a certain level and you work that way but you definitely that, need to be further down the road yes and, and and prove to the bank that you can turn that money over and you know what you're doing that's but great every single time that i did four or five of them i'd go to them and say hey can you add a little more to that yes. i'd like to do two at a time or i like to do whatever and then yeah. the last one i've seen and have done is let's say you're paying these things your properties down and you end up with you know, 
call it 65% loan to value on several properties. Yep. So what I have done is instead of leaving those at 65%, I've transferred some of the debt to some of the houses and got it back to whatever the ratio is and then got these free and clear. So you could borrow them. So then go get a line of credit on these free and clear houses. So, so see, that's another 2.0, but that's still, if you're listening and you've got investment properties, that's another way that you can do it right yeah. there, especially I mean, if you have some with a bunch of equity. Yeah, pay off some it, so that, you know, leverage some and pay off the other so you can have a line of credit on these so you don't have just a lot of equity that you can't touch. Those are things you can work out with a banker you have a relationship yes, with. that's right. You can't typically walk in and ask to do that. No. If they know you, they see your work, they see your business, and you ask to do something like that, you have a way better chance. If you heard me on, if you listen to these podcasts consistently, you've heard me talk about relationships, relationships with your banker. <laughs> that's right. Like that we, we just proved another point of why it's important when it's slow, when it's busy, anytime, stay in touch with that banker. I had lunch with both of mine two weeks ago. So I, I don't, I, I believe that that is, is, extremely important all right let's talk about hard money yeah this is kind of the last um the, the last thing to talk about we want to that's another way to get a loan yes talk about how you get a hard money what you need to do in the process and we're specifically talking about Corlin financial it's one of our sister companies yeah show, that, show sponsor show sponsor yeah. so let's see how like what's the process they're pretty typical of other hard money so this is this transcends um everything and it's just it's the, how the hard money works where you just go in and the you the the lender is going against the property yeah like they're taking the property the collateralist property they're not looking at your tax returns they're not looking at yeah. your personal financial no. statements no. they're not running a credit report no this is a really there there are no appraisals necessarily involved yep um it's a really quick this is all they hard money lenders do is loan on pr rental property yeah and explain Investment what you mean property. by loan on it what do you mean by they loan on the property Versus they don't loan on the, the, the person. The person. So, so two, two, I mean that in two ways. One is that's all they do. They're not like banks that they do a little loan here and they do some commercial loans and they'll loan against a loan against a lawnmower and they'll loan against yeah. a car. And like, this is what they do. Hard money lenders is they focus on rental property, yep. investment property, not even owner occupant property, nope. like rental property. So they get that. But then again, they are loaning on the property. They're looking at the value of the property and they're making a loan on that value. So a loan to value of 50, 60, 70, 80%. They're not looking at your personal income and saying, how much do you make? We're only going to cap you at this. Or what's your credit score? We're no. not going to let you do that. They're loaning on the property, not on the borrower or the credit worthiness of the borrower. It's all about the collateral. It's all about the house. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. If they bring you guys a killer deal, it's, they're getting approved. Yes. You could potentially, again, another great part about hard money, as you know, is potentially 100% financing, no money down. So a killer deal comes in, you got no money down, and then it's short term, so you got to figure out what you're going to do. Are you going to flip it, or are you going to go refinance it into a long term and get all your cash out? If you're listening, you're an investor, and you don't have any money, you have no excuse not to get started. If you find a killer deal, you can bring it to a company like Corlin, and in all likelihood, you're getting the loan. For sure. Yeah. No. So, that, if, that's, that's so what if you're it sitting there listening, tool. I don't have 200k. I don't have a rich family member. I don't have uh, the ability to go to my local bank and get a hundred thousand dollar line of credit. That's cool. Not everybody does. Yeah. Right. If you listen to the podcast, you heard me talk about a fireman that doesn't make great money. That's got over a million dollars worth of real estate. I think it's ten houses. Right. How did he do it? He bird. 
he developed a relationship with his local bank in Southern California and he bird here. Yeah. He's a fireman. So you have no excuse really to me if you're a, if you're a, a wannabe investor or you're an investor that's strapped for cash to buy new properties. You, you have no reason or no excuse, in my opinion, with the hard money availability here. You need a deal. It's expensive. But there's a way to get a loan and to obtain a property and then turn around and roll that back into an, it's a long-term bank. Yeah. We sit here and talk about and, it. And, and I think your point is like, don't get stuck sitting on the sidelines. No. We have tools and you've got experience. Yeah. Our show sponsors have experience that can help anybody get off the bench yeah. and get into the game. That's exactly right. Anything else? No, man. Hey, That's this was great. great. How to use these lines of credit and hard money, I think, is so relevant right now um, with the interest Amen. rates as high as it is. I thought this was so important. Email me, Dean, at Crestcore.com. Check out all our show sponsors and the deal of the week. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah.